Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we take a look at the FCS playoff quarterfinals. We know it's going to be somewhat of uh, college football withdrawals for many of you out there. We've got Army-Navy, and you want to get a preview of that, uh, click on uh, that podcast if you haven't listened to it. But we're also uh, going to have a few games uh, starting on Friday night and uh, on Saturday. Uh, some playoff games. We've got one on Saturday, actually. So that'll be um, a couple of games that you can watch. Three, actually, on Friday night. So we thought we'd take you through some of these matchups to give you a little bit of a feel as you're going to watch the games. We want you to have a little bit of a view of kind of where these teams are and a little bit about them. North Dakota State hosts Sanford um, on uh, Friday night at 6 p.m. Central. And um, the Bison 10 and 2. Everybody, I think, knows about the consistency of excellence for North Dakota State. Um, after blowing uh, through Montana last week, they seem to make another run at uh, Frisco, Texas, a championship game. But this Sanford team is really good. And uh, it's going to be a Friday night game. And remember, we got to remind you that North Dakota State is in the Dome. They play in the Dome. So that's going to help the speed of Sanford not having to play outside. The biggest question right now is Sanford's health at quarterback Michael Harris and whether or not he's going to play and how effective he's going to be. He aggravated a wrist injury last week against um, Southern Illinois. Um, he was removed from the game. Quincy Crittenden came in and, and got it done in overtime. So they need Harris. They need him to play well to keep pace with North Dakota State. He threw for 3,300 yards and 35 touchdowns this year. Crittenden did a nice job, but there's not going to be enough, I don't think, against North Dakota State if they don't get uh, a healthy hires in the game. Um, the Bison, also this time of year, everybody's injured, but they, too, are getting hit by the injury bug. It was announced early this week that their fullback, Hunter Lupke, is done for the season with a shoulder injury. Lupke is a big blow um, because of how they run their offense and what he can bring in the run game and obviously as a lead blocker running back to Merrick Williams has eight touchdowns for the year, ran for 101 yards last week against Montana. He scored in four straight games. He's averaged uh, nine yards per carry last week. The quarterback Cam Miller can tuck it and run it as well. He ran for 81 yards and two scores against Montana last week. He's a very efficient passer. Um, and Sanford's defense is going to be going to have to be ready for a lot of things that North Dakota State's going to throw at him. In the Fargo Dome, um, you know, the only team that's ever beaten North Dakota State in the Fargo Dome in the playoffs is James Madison. And they no longer in the FCS. As you know, they were in the Sun Belt this year, weren't eligible for a bowl game, but what a season they had. Um, so we'll see. This, this, this Sanford team is not going to be intimidated. They've got a lot of speed. Um, they've got a chance to make this very interesting. William and & Mary and Montana State, play a little bit later at 9.15 Central Time. That's going to be on ESPN2. The first game, North Dakota State's going to be on ESPN2 as well. ESPN2 as well. Um, now, home field advantage um, is going to be big here. The Bobcats, uh, Montana State, are 11-1. and one. They won 19 straight in their building, partly because of one of the loudest and coldest venues in all of the FCS. Flexing the game to Friday night under the lights is only going to make it colder. William and Mary, 11 and 1. They're no pushover. And, and they, they're no stranger to cold weather. Not Montana night cold weather, though. Montana State, 
Fields the best rushing attack, uh, rushing attack in the nation in the FCS. Now uh, they're averaging over 330 yards a game and sub freezing weather. The quarterback tandem of Tommy Mellett, Sean Chambers have been gashing defenses. So is the running back court. They've got really good back in Isaiah Ifonsi. Um, they look really, really good against Weber State last week. They ran for 388 yards and, and Ifonsi accounting for just 91 of it. John Pius will play a major role for William and Mary in trying to thwart this Montana State running game. The sophomore is a really good pass rusher. Hope you get a chance to pay attention to him. John Pius, uh, yeah, interesting name. He leads the defense that's allowed under 20 points and 145 yards rushing per outing. He and Nate Lynn um, are going to have the task of setting the edge in this run game. And then offensively, William and Mary is going to have to get a good game from Darius Wilson. He's thrown for 2,190 uh, uh, yards, 16 touchdown. Uh, Bronson Yoder, the standout running back, has been really good uh, all year. 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, having six yards uh, plus a, a, a touch. So it's going to boil down to can William and Mary plug the gaps up front because Montana State's running runners can find holes they can run it it's going to be very very difficult uh in this matchup got again further details on these games over at landryfootball.com so for you looking for a pick uh and kind of how this game may go make sure you check it out there also at 9 30 uh we'll see um sacramento state the uh, hosting incarnate word um and last saturday uh this is also going to be at uh at 9 30 uh, it'll be on if you've got the streaming service espn plus last saturday sacramento state got a uh, big monkey off its back when it knocked off richmond really good uh, fcs program to pick up their first ever playoff victory um they're 12 and 0 they turn their attention to a really really good incarnate word team the cardinals have and they've got an electric offense a dynamic quarterback that's as good as they come at any level um lindsey scott jr is downright a lethal slinger. Folks, this is worth your time to stay up and watch this game. It is, he's unbelievable. He's got next level ability. He's got 55 touchdowns this year. He threw five against uh, Furman. He's averaged 340 passing yards and he's got a ton of weapons. Taylor Grimes is outstanding. Darian Chaffin are really good. The running back Marcus Cooper is very good. Now the Sacramento State team is a little different. They run a two-quarterback system with uh, Ashir O'Hara and uh, Jake Dunaway. O'Hara's rushed for 19 touchdowns. They've uh, thrown in Cameron Scadaboo, and they've got uh, an offense that's going to try to run the football and keep the ball out of the hands of Incarnate Word's offense, which, again, is nothing short of electric. So um, we'll see how this is. It's going to be a track meet, and it's going to come down to – who's going to have a lot of points. I mean, look for maybe a 41-38 type of game. Uh, folks, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, it's probably going to end late <laughs> because it starts late, 9-15 Central, but this has got the potential to be a really, really good game. The only FCS game on Saturday is going to start at 11 a.m. Central time. And uh, it's Holy Cross going to South Dakota State. Um, Holy Cross, 12-0. Uh, it's their first quarterfinal game since like 1993. And they're battling the number one seed on the road here. South Dakota State does everything really well. And they've smothered everybody they've come across 
this past year. Suffocating defense, an explosive offense. Uh, the Jack Roberts are outstanding. If you remember, they played, um, you know, the likes of Nebraska very well. This is not the type of team you want to play if you're an FBS team because they can embarrass you. South Dakota State is really good. Um, now, the Crusaders, the Holy Cross, haven't suffered a loss since last year's playoffs and uh, could turn um, everything around this week. No one in the FCS stops to run better than San Diego, uh, South Dakota State. Uh, 70 yards a game. Adam Bach and Jason Freeman are outstanding linebackers. They're very stout against the run. They do a really good job with their run fits. Um, they've combined for like 125 stops, 11 for loss, six sacks. Really good second-level defense. Um, if you can force Holy Cross, single caller, Matt Schooler to become one-dimensional, then it becomes a lot different game and a lot easier to try to uh, to win this one. Stopping Sluka, though, is much easier said than done. He's a dynamic quarterback that's thrown for over 2,000 yards, rushes for 100, uh, for 1,000 yards, 36 touchdowns. Was really impressed with how he played against New Hampshire last week. Running back Pete Oliver is going to see a lot of carries. Um, South Dakota State offensively. Um, Gronowski is a really good quarterback. Uh, the running back Isaiah Davis has played very well. Um, you know, the tight ends uh, with the Tucker Craft are as good a group of tight ends on this level as can be. So it's going to be quite the challenge. And uh, it would be a, a big time upset if Ola Cross was able to to go into Brookings, South Dakota and get a win here. But uh, South Dakota State's really good matchup. Well, there you have it. A look at some of the, uh, the, the all four of the quarterfinal games. And we'll have the four teams that will – uh, advance to the semis next week. So thought you would uh, want to know a little bit about some of these games that are going to be a fun watch Friday night and Saturday. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next time, everyone.